This is a conversation for the people who have made really big investments in their business, but have no business to show for it themselves. Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery, where I'm not afraid to have these hard conversations. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can find out more about me over at heathergrayconsulting.com. And today I want to turn a rant into a lesson. I happened to catch on Facebook, as one does, um, one of my Facebook friends sort of touting out yet another new course program that they had invested in. And seeing this person in my feed for several years now, I know that this isn't the only course this person's invested in and not the only program they've participated in. And I know that there's no business to show for it. There's no client roster. There's no income coming in. There's no visible sign of return on investment. The person just keeps buying courses and participating in programs and has not moved. And I went on a little rant about it. I was talking to a couple of people about it because once something catches your my attention and it kind of lights a fire under my behind sometimes. And I talked all about how business owners are responsible because they keep taking money from people who haven't done anything with the last thing they sold them. I was talking about these people who are just irresponsible consumers who just keep buying blindly, waiting to be rescued. I had all of the opinions. And when I slowed myself down, I realized that the people who are investing and putting money into themselves and into their businesses, but don't have businesses to show for it. Yes, some people absolutely are in this awful pattern of behavior because they just want to puff themselves up and be in the arena with other people who are building businesses, but they themselves don't actually either A, have what it takes to build a business or really just don't have the interest. They just like being near other people who are aspiring for great things. And there's another subset of this group where they've bought into the messaging where in order to get your big, hairy, scary dreams, in order to make the massive amounts of money you dream of making, you need to be willing to invest in yourself and you need to be willing to invest in your business. You just heard me say that the other day, that one of the biggest mistakes I feel like I made in my business was not making the right investments, not thinking ahead about the things that I was going to need and not going into debt because I think I probably would have learned faster. But the difference between that conversation and the conversation I want to have with you today is implementation. Because a lot of times what we see is people buying multiple courses, purchasing multiple products, following multiple gurus, learning different things. And it's like you're going into a kitchen trying to learn how to roast a chicken from four different people with four different perspectives. If you ask a French chef how to roast a chicken, you're going to get one direction. If you ask a barbecue grill competitor how to roast a chicken, you're going to get another. If you ask grandma how to roast a chicken, you're going to get another. And if you ask a busy mom of three how to roast a chicken, God help us all. Hopefully she's buying it at the rotisserie section of her local grocery store, right? So that's what ends up happening when you go and you seek 
direction from everybody and you buy everything because you never really get clear on yourself on what you want. And a lot of us entrepreneurs, a lot of us business owners, we talk about this epidemic all the time. People who just invest and keep buying courses and we talk and we moan and we groan and we put it, you know, do an insert eye roll phrase, which is my latest beef in the uh, social media scene. And we, we kind of get on our day right? But at the end of the day, if we're talking about it as an epidemic and we're talking about it as a problem and we want to like be so judgmental as to call people out for this pattern in behavior, you know, the thing that I always say connected to that is we have to absolutely be positive that we taught something first, that we had the conversation first, that we didn't just point and say, hey, you look, listen up. I know better. I know the way I have the path. I have the answer. But to say, hey, did you know? And hey, have you thought about? And if you were listening to this show, and you are someone who's stuck listening to my mindset show for free content because you've kicked your budget to the curb or you're trying to DIY it because you've overinvested and now you can't get out of your own way, you know a little bit about what I'm talking about. Or if you're a listener who just is looking at the bank account and looking at the number of investments you made in recent years and looking at the income you haven't made in recent years and you know I'm talking to you, the first thing I want you to hear is that yes, I have opinions about this and I am not going to pretend that I don't, but I am checking the judgment at the door because what's really important is education. Teaching people who are coming to the online business space how to make decisions in a thoughtful, reflective, financially sound way. Because the reality is, is there are people in this space who are going to tell you that you can freaking manifest a $3,500 coaching package, that you can put all your money on somebody that you can't afford, and the money is going to magically arrive in your pocket. Jen Sincero talks about that in her book. And the reality is, is that not everyone's going to get to be a Jen Sincero. Like it worked for her. And she did the work and she made the big, scary, hairy ask, and she asked for what she wanted and she got it. But the difference between her and so many of the people I'm talking about is she set the wish and she set the intention, but then she went out and she hustled like nobody's business. She put herself out there and she was willing to do the work on the other side. My thought and my fear and my reflection on this for so many other people is that they just go and they buy the big course and they invest the whopper dollars and then they don't do anything with it. They don't implement. They don't take action. They scurry around the hard parts and they just go and buy someone else's program hoping that there won't be something hard in their direction and in their advice. There is a significant lack of follow through and there's a lack of like sort of, um, you know, consumer education on how to know what decisions you're supposed to make and how you're supposed to, you know, not make decisions. There was no way. And again, we just talked about this the other day when I talked to you about how I came to hire my own business coach. I had no way of knowing that the answers I was going to get from my coach were going to lead to a need for more investment. 
But hopefully we, that can become one of the questions we ask because that is now one of the questions I ask anytime I consider investing in more mentorship or more coaching or more direction. I say, I'm looking at this investment. It suits my current budget. But one of the things I need to prepare myself for is do you anticipate once I learn your method, once I follow your directions, do you anticipate that the implementation of your advice and your direction is going to lead to further expenditures. It can be a question because I've learned from my mistakes. And what I really want to do in today's conversation, because it's easy to finger point and it's easy to mock and it's easy to judge, what I really want to do is have the hard conversation to look at how this happens and what you as consumers and people and aspiring business owners and people need to learn before they make their first invest, you know, first investment or fifth investment or 10th investment. Because, you know, here's the thing. The first thing you got to think about is that these offers, you know, so often we're finding them on social media these days, or they're popping up in our inbox because we've signed on for somebody's list. And they do an exceptional job of describing a pain point and telling us that they're the answer to our every prayer. One of the things that you know, we don't do as consumers and they, they as business owners aren't going to do is to say, is that where it hurts you right now? Is that your biggest struggle? Is that the thing that's getting in your way of the dreams you want and the life you want for yourself? Because so often people are buying programs that they never actually identified. You know, they never thought to themselves, oh, I need more publicity or, oh, I need more clarity or, oh, I need a business roadmap. They're just going about their business, following their plans, and suddenly somebody's shiny, spanky new offer comes in front of them and they're thinking, ah, that's it. That's my problem. And now that's the answer to my prayer. And I'm going to be totally wildly transformed without asking yourself, was this bothering you before this shiny new thing showed up at your door? Is this shiny new thing more attractive to you than doing the work and and the detail-oriented and the hustle stuff that starts? Because so often people jump from program to program and from coach to coach and guru to guru because they're trying to avoid the hard parts. So the first thing that you can do to avoid that is to make sure you're not getting in reading the funnels and you're not reading the emails and you're not clicking the more button on these Facebook posts and these Instagram posts if you are not currently in pain for the thing that somebody is trying to sell you or to teach you. Just walk on by because if you're not currently struggling with that and that's not currently a goal, a really good way to cut that impulsive buy and that impulsive spend at the past is to stop consuming the content because all that does when you're not feeling in pain is create that fear of missing out, that FOMO, if you will. I hate using that phrase, but like it makes you it just makes you think you're missing something and it makes you think that you're not on top of the game and you're not invested in your own success enough when in actuality you can be perfectly invested in your success and just know that you're not looking for this right now. You're not in the market and you can pass on by. Now, when you do identify that you're in a pain point and you do identify that there's something that kind of doesn't fit and doesn't sit well with you and someone has proposed a solution, the first thing I want to encourage you to do is 
is check the person out and vet them and make sure that the way they move through the world, the advice they give, how they show up, what they do, that it resonates with you. Because one of the things that you can be guaranteed is how they're showing up for you is how they're going to teach you how to show up for other people. So if you're seeing them every 10 seconds on Instagram, they are going to tell you that you need to be on Instagram every 10 seconds. If you're getting multiple emails from them in a week, you can guarantee that their style and their methodology is going to involve sending your audience multiple emails a week. So one of the things you want to do is look at the ways these people who you aspire to have as mentors, these people who you have come to be inspired by, that they move through the world and they run their businesses in a way that seems really appealing to you. You know, I see people who are super successful and they're on Facebook Live every single day. I can't buy their course even if I do respect the success they've earned because I don't have a wish or a desire or a belief that I should, could be, or would want to be on Facebook Live every single gosh darn day because audio is my preference. I would much rather show up for you guys here and drop a bonus episode on a Saturday or do you give you guys two episodes in a single day if you could handle it than to do something like that. But so often what happens is when we see people have the business we want or the life we want, we buy into that because we go there, that person has what I want. So I have to do what they did rather than making sure that before you invest in them, what they're doing and how they're showing up resonates with you. And you want to make sure connected to that, that you buy into their approach and the way they move through the world, because it's not like they're going to do a 180 on you. You're not going to be finding them on Pinterest and then suddenly learn that you need to be on Instagram every day. They're going to teach you what they know. They're going to teach you how you, how they've become successful so you can replicate that success. So you want to make sure that the way they spend their time is attractive to you, resonates with you, because if you end up thinking that you're going to go in and get a surprise answer to the test, you're only fooling yourself because that's just not the way it works. You know, and then connected to that is how are you as a learner and how are you as a consumer? When you see these products that are getting your attention and you're contemplating buying and purchasing, does the service delivery model work for you? So for example, there's a lot of self-study courses out there. Um, I am not a self-study learner. I actually, if I have like the interpersonal work to do, I really believe that that needs to get done one-on-one and, you know, people, you know, jumping in individually to work with me specifically. I wouldn't have buy-in to a group program. You know, you have all heard me enough say that I, my passion is one-on-one. I really believe in that. And so that I know that as a service provider, that is also how I am as a consumer. So part of when you're thinking about your investment, you want to think about their teaching style. You want to think about how much their teaching style sets you up for specific success with your goals and how you want to move through the world. And then, you know, connected to that too, is that's when you get to kind of be the boss in the decision. You get to weigh the cost benefit analysis. You get to look at what your potential ROI is 
is immediately, what more of like ROI in the first six months could be, or the three month mark, and then the first year, and then what is the lifetime value of the ROI? You want to have some sort of sense of what is a realistic expectation to get back. And sometimes that ROI isn't going to come in the form of money. It's not going to come in the form of cash. So you're going to have to think and decide for yourself, what does ROI look like for me in this scenario? And it might just be that you need to learn a skill set. It might mean that you need some help networking and you need somebody to make more introductions for you. There's 50 million different things you could realize. But one of the things you really want to check for yourself is how well does the product or service delivery model set you up for optimal success? And then, you know, connected to that, does it speak specifically to the pain point that you're having about your business? And like, what are you putting in versus what you're going to have to go out? And then, you know, the next piece is where we get into this mindset a little bit deeper and take it and dig at it a little bit. Because the next thing I want you to think about is do you still want it? And and that and when I say want it, I mean like the business, the goal, the the life you're defining for yourself even if it's hard. Because like I said at the beginning of the show, I think a lot of people do these crazy ass investments because they're hoping for the rescue. They're hoping for the easy answer. They want somebody to send them a template. They want somebody to just sit back and tell them what to do so they can stop worrying about it. But at the end of the day, for me, that reads too close to somebody who doesn't want to work. So if that's what sometimes happens and why people are bouncing from program to program, you know, I would encourage you to save your money and instead ask yourself, do I still want this even if it's going to be hard to achieve, even if it's going to involve physical labor or long hours or something like that? And do you know the work involved? And don't be afraid to ask, but also do you like the work involved? When somebody says you're going to have to do this a couple of times a week and then you're going to have to do that, like does that appeal to you? And then connect it to to that, not just the work part and not just that piece, but also like what happens if I tell you I have a crystal ball and you're not going to make any money from this. So you're going to learn a skill set. You're going to try to launch it to the universe and nobody's going to buy. Do you still want it? Because recognizing that when you're putting something out into the world, it can blow up in your face at any time. People can say no thank you in a blink of an eye. And you have to be willing to do all that hard work even if it's not successful, even if um, it doesn't go your way. Because if you're only investing for sure-headed success, like too much of that is too entirely close to that need and that desire to be rescued. And that's just not going to work. And, you know, and the next thing is, is, you know, so often in these things, when I look at the people that make me roll my eyes and go scrolling for the hill, you know, sort of running for the hills, you know, the thing that I see when I'm scrolling through the phone is that, you know, people, I'm not always sure that they've made their success non-negotiable. So they've decided that they want a certain life for themselves. They've decided that they want a certain business for themselves. They see this shiny course as an answer. But do they really think and do you really think 
that success is non-negotiable, that somehow, some way it is going to happen and you are going to break through that plateau. And do you show up for that? Because the other piece that happens is, you know, and this is why I wanted, one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation on the show. So often we hear about all of these programs that over-promise and under-deliver and we bitch and moan about it and we complain to, you know, kingdom come. But so many of the consumers who have felt like they were, you know, received the bait and switch treatment, so many people who feel like they were just delivered a false bill of goods and sold, you know, something that lacks substance, they never go back to the course creator because they or program uh, manager because they don't want to be seen as difficult. They don't want to, you know, risk or ruin their reputation. But then as a result, they're compromising their success away, right away. They're not asking for help. They're not demanding help and support. And they're not, you know, taking care of themselves or their business. So of course, it's going to start to flounder. Of course, it's going to start to feel shaky because it's not on a rock solid foundation. So you kind of want to know that about yourself, that you are willing to show up and demand success. The next piece isn't really related to very much. But one of the things I noticed, you know, a couple of years, for two years or so, this my contract ended last year, but I used to be the mindset consultant for the Screw the Nine, uh, Screw the Nine to Five coaching community that was run at the time by Jill and Josh Stanton. And I was a member of that group for a while. And one of the things that I really noticed, and the, the numbers backed it when I talked to Jill about it one day, is the number of people who were just hanging out in the free community versus consuming the actual course content was so heavily in favor of the Facebook community and less in favor of the course content. So people were hanging out with other members. Maybe they were masterminding, maybe they were getting feedback, but they weren't consuming the lessons and they weren't learning and observing the content. And that was because entrepreneurship can be lonely. It can have us yearning for things. We can feel disconnected. We can feel set apart from things. So one of the things when I watch people sort of jump back and forth to program to program and trying new things, one of the things I say is, are you just lonely? And that isn't like as an accusation and it's not meant to belittle and it's not meant to make anybody feel small. It is a literal actual question because so often people will buy a program or invest in a coaching community just to have other people. When in actuality, all you need to do is identify what kind of people you'd like to meet and you can build your own community and you can create your own network instead of trying to, you know, create these temporary communities that only last for the length of the course. So, you know, you want to do a little bit of a gut check on that because if you are lonely and you are feeling disconnected, a course might not be the answer. You might want a small group mastermind. You want to just, you might want to just work with someone one-on-one. There's all kinds of different ways that this might look and set up for you, but you want to do the gut check. And then, you know, 
not connected to this. And, but another thing that's really important for people to think about is how much of what you have already learned, purchased, and consumed have you implemented? Or have you purchased these courses and invested in this business just to see what other people have to say, just to be curious about what the option might be, rather than really looking and doing all of the things. And so often, people are skating through and they're not doing all of the things. They're not implementing. They're doing the shiny, sexy, sassy things, but they're not really showing up for their businesses or themselves. And they're not showing up for the hard conversations. So they're setting themselves up to fail because they're not consuming one product before they're even done purchasing the next. So that's an area where you can do some self-reflection and some and see where you land in terms of accountability for yourself. You know, the next thing I want you to think about is this idea of what happens after you purchase this course. Do you have time to implement? Because the other thing that I think happens is people sell these six-week courses, three-month packages, 12-month week packages, and you're supposed to learn things every single day. But sometimes you want to take a week off or sometimes you're on vacation or you're doing something else and you don't want to. So what you need to know is how is your life built, not just for the duration of the course, but after to ensure that you're going to have time to set yourself up for success and be able to implement everything you're learning. Because, you know, here's the thing, friends, is that it is for some people, it is nail biting to invest money they don't have. For other people, it is thrilling and exciting because they feel like they're betting on themselves. But this consumption of content with piles of debt and little action in between is doing a disservice. It's doing a disservice to the consumers. It's doing a disservice to the business owners because it's going to be gosh darn hard for them to get positive testimonials from people who weren't really vetted properly. So the biggest thing in this is the accountability piece for how much action have I taken consistently on what I've already been taught. And then within that, where have I successfully taught and taught, you know, ex- you know, where have I been successful in this and where have I failed? Because you want to be able to do that self-examination because the buck starts and ends with you, right? So this means holding yourself accountable. This means recognizing that you bought something for a pain point you weren't even struggling with. It means really owning the situation so you can own the results and find better new actions for yourself on the other side of this. You know, it's very easy for me and my friends to just sit and point fingers and say, you coulda, shoulda, woulda. It is an entirely different beast to say, and this is how you can do it, and this is what you can expect, and here are the supports we're putting in place. And what I really want to make sure you're doing is that if you're buying the next shiny object and you're investing in the next course, I want you to do your due diligence. I want you to really vet the course provider on their experience, on their teaching modality, and get it out in the open so you can know that you're making good decisions. Otherwise, I think you're going to trip up and get in your own way 
all over again. Now, this wasn't one of my favorite conversations to have on the show. This is a really hard conversation because I know people will feel attacked and judged if they are in the boat in the choir that I'm preaching to. But that being said, it is not a reason not to keep talking and to keep teaching and to keep modeling for all of you how you can really build a business on your terms. Um, This was just a general question that I picked up out of a random Facebook observation that is always a key sign that I am officially out of questions. So if you have a question you have for the show, do send it in to me. You can find me over at Heather at HeatherGregConsulting.com. Those of you who have been concerned that you lost um, the ability to email me, uh, don't worry about it. You can still also reach me at Heather at Choose to Have It All, but it is really my preference that you start using that Heather Gray Consulting web address. Thank you so much for your time today. I do hope I, I know I sort of, you know, smacked you guys down with a lot of things to consider. I hope it wasn't overwhelming that it gave you some time to think. And I really look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.